Great news. Side Retired is now partnered with SeatGeek. For all ticketing needs, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code SideRetiredPod in all capitals for $20 off your first order. We've got you covered from all things ranging from sporting events to concerts, including the New York Mets, New York Yankees, and Big Time Rush. Yes, this means we're officially taking you out to the ballgame. And now for today's edition of Side Retired Podcast. Alrighty, well, it is October 31st by the time you guys are listening to this episode. It is James and I. Jack is on vacation again this week, celebrating his last week of summer as James and I are already at college, but we are ready to give you all the latest around the league. It is October 31st, as I just said. So what we're going to do today is we're going to break down the top five teams in the league, and then probably next week, once Memorial or Labor Day passes, we'll give you a full breakdown of wild cards and everything to do with that, as well as a bunch of other fun announcements that we have on the way with the month of September and the fall officially beginning. But before we get into the actual top five teams we're going to be talking about, James, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. All righty. So I think the teams that we're going to mention, there is a clear top five in baseball. I don't think many people will argue that it's the Dodgers, it's the Astros, it's the two New York teams, Mets, Yankees, as well as even though they're not winning their division right now, the Atlanta Braves are really, really good. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive into each of those teams, talk about strengths, weaknesses, what's going on and all that fun stuff. And we can start with the top with the team that just won their 90th win of the season. That is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Not much going wrong with them, but sort of what are your thoughts on the Dodgers so far this year? I mean, they're just an overall really balanced team. Uh, They're really good at baseball. There's not really one part of their team you could point to that you say, oh my gosh, this is their weakness. I mean, maybe their bullpen is their weakest link, but like even then it's like still elite. So, I mean, this team's incredible. No one's talking about the fact that they're on pace to win like 110, 150 <laughs> games, uh, which is ridiculous. I think they're like, they've only lost like, I think they're like, what, 52 and 10 in their last like 62 games? Like, it's unbelievable. They're so, currently, their record's 90 and 38. Just to, Think about that. I think yeah, and dude, they were the Pirates earlier in the season. Like, yeah, they were cold, and now they're like, I, I don't even know. It's it's unbelievable. Um, I think special. Yeah. yeah, sort of. I think our Dodgers guy Kern a couple days ago said the only thing that has him concerned is what you just mentioned, Craig Kimbrell out of the end of that bullpen, not really being a sure thing. But you probably remember from years past, Kenley Jansen was not a sure thing in the playoffs ever. And that's where they get creative and they put Julio Urias out of the bullpen and all of those fun moving starting pitchers into the bullpen, which they probably will do again this year. Maybe former Yankees legend Andrew Heaney turns out to play in that role. But the Dodgers are good. I know we talked about the big three in San Diego that turned out to be a huge fraud with Soto, Tatis, and Machado. But when you think about it, the Dodgers have their own big three of Trey Turner, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman that I don't think any other team in the league can match. I don't know if you can think of anything, but those three stars at the top of an order is certainly lethal. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, um, Gavin Lux. I mean, it's it's an incredible lineup from top to bottom. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you pitch to this team in the playoffs. <laughs> I think the only way that's going to combat is if you have a really good starting pitching 
staff and rotation. That's where we can turn to our number two team. That's the Houston Astros, who did receive a blow today that Justin Verlander is going on the 15-day injured list. I believe it's with a calf issue, but they've said they're not concerned. They already have a huge lead in the American League West, so they're probably just in get healthy, get ready mode, although maybe this impacts Justin Verlander's ability to win the Cy Young Award, but we'll see about that in a future episode. But your thoughts on the Astros in general? I know a while ago we had Brett Chauncey of the Houston Astros Locked on Astros podcast on, and he sort of seemed confident they're destined to go back to the World Series. But your thoughts in general on the Houston Astros so far this year? Um, yeah, I mean, not gonna lie, I did I did think the team was gonna take a few steps back this year, uh, opposed to their previous seasons, um, and what which they had at the beginning of the year. Uh, but you know, suddenly, really since the All Star break, since the acquisitions of Trey Mancini, Christian Vasquez, um. And um, gosh, what's his name? Will Smith from the Braves. This team's taken off. Bregman has turned into far and above the best player on this team. Kyle Tucker went on a 16, 17 seventeen game hit streak. Um, I mean, the offense has just been potent. The pitching staff's been incredible. The back end really kind of came together with Will Smith, which was incredible, really, because he he wasn't having a fantastic year uh, over in Atlanta. Um, but, but I mean, this team's come together as of recent and, um, you know, they're the number one team now in the American league. Um, and I think they're, they're just in a great spot to make a deep postseason run. And I know you and I don't like to admit when we're wrong, but I guess since we're on a podcast, we have to admit there are tapes when we say something that turns out to be completely false. So Jack, you were right. We predicted at the beginning of the year that the Seattle Mariners would win the division. James, I think we need to finally hang our hat and admit we were a little bit wrong on that preseason prediction. Yeah, I think I think we were. Um, this Mariners team, I think, I mean, I don't do this Mariners team has played so far below their expectation. I mean, their ability. I think it really could have been a close division race if they didn't get swept by the Astros like four series this year. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the Astros have, have far exceeded my expectations for them. All right, then we'll get into the two New York teams, which you can sort of group together. They are very similar in their record, but I think the trajectory of their seasons have been really different. Obviously, the Yankees starting off extremely hot, parallels to the 98 team that won 115-plus games. Everyone thought the Yankees were going to do that. And while Aaron Judge has remained consistently good, and we just saw that he had his 51st homer on the season, so that's definitely going to be something to watch towards the end of this year. Will Albert or will Aaron Judge reach Roger Maris's record? But the Yankees have cooled down. Yes, they still have a six and a half game lead in the division, but it used to be, I believe, as high as 12, 13. So there's probably a little concern there, but I don't think our other co-host Jack Staffenbeck thinks there is. But with the Mets, it's just been consistently a good team all year and year out. And they went, I believe it was until June without having lost a series but they also didn't have a three-game winning streak. It was literally just win two games, lose the third. Win two games, lose the third. And their record indicates that at 82 and 48. I know they did just lose to the Dodgers in a tough game, but it was a back-and-forth game, which proved that, yes, the Dodgers are the best team in the league, but the Mets are able to play with them and up to their capacity. And with the New York Mets, and you can tell me if I'm wrong when I over-exaggerate this, but saying that any team doesn't want to face DeGrom and Scherzer one and two in a five-game series, and then in a seven-game series, potentially have to face them four or five times in game one, two, four, five, and potentially seven again. So that's why I think the Mets' big thing is, and we know your thoughts on Garrett Cole with the Yankees, but in general, what are the thoughts on the Mets, Yankees, playoffs, 
division, anything in between. Yeah, I think the Mets have looked really strong. Um, the team does have, I mean, I think you do agree, a lot of holes. Yes. Um, I mean, the biggest thing that I think, you know, you see in the playoffs is that, you know, pitching typically wins baseball games. Um, and, and the Mets starting pitching for certainly has that. And, and you know, they have the best closure in baseball. Um, and a couple of solid back end guys that I think you can rely on to, you know, throw up some zeros. Um, but while being a very, very small number, of, I mean, like there's like three guys in that bullpen, I'd say you could send out and, and feel confident. And yes, um, it, it's really the bats that kind of iffy me. Um, it, it's very similar to the, to the, uh, 2019 Washington nationals lineup. Um, you know, of like a bunch, just a bunch of guys um, with a few superstars, like you know, uh, Lindor and Alonzo, and I'll even throw Marte in there because Marte's been so excellent this season. Uh, you know, just like Turner, just like um, Soto, just like Rendon when uh, the Nationals went on that World Series run. Um, but yeah, I mean, the second that the pitching breaks down for them in the playoffs is the second that this team's going to get run out of the yeah. stadium because they just they can't hit. Uh, they can't keep up with the other highly explosive offensive teams like the Braves and the Dodgers. Um, but then shifting points to the Yankees, uh, I, I mean, it's just a miserable team. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Aaron Judge is really cool to watch, I guess. That's that's cool. Um, but, you know, to be a Yankees fan and to, and to have happiness in life these days, you just you can't look at the standings because – you know, my my good friend and co-host Dylan just told me that they're only six and a half up now in the division. And, and I remember, I mean, it was probably like a month ago when they were like 15, 16 years ahead. Uh, I mean, this is kind of giving me some like 2009 Tampa Bay Rays kind of vibes. Or like, you know, suddenly from 14 games out in September, the, the Rays just made a magical appearance to win the division. So... I don't. I don't know if I if I feel too good <laughs> right now with how this is going for the Yanks. And when you also think about the Yankees, it's gonna depend on. And as much as we criticize Garrett Cole, he does have it in him to go out there and throw seven shutout innings. I just don't think anyone is not counting on that. That's the wrong word, but in general, I don't think anyone is expecting Garrett Cole to be a dominant number one ace in the playoffs, which, which is what you sorely need in the AL if you're facing off against Shane McClanahan, if you're facing off against Justin Verlander. And Cole has it in him, but I don't think anyone is expecting that. With the Mets, you did mention the offense, and it's a scrappy group of guys. I think Jeff McNeil, Brandon Nimmo, and Mark Canna are three really good examples of no one's calling them superstars by any means. But they are guys that are going to put the ball in play, give you competitive at-bats, and they're going to grind it out. Sort of that's the phrase that former manager Mickey Calloway loved to use when he described Mets players that everyone was grinding out at bats and all that stuff. And while Mickey did a lot of things wrong with the Mets, he did <laughs> sort of outline the plan that grinding out at bats is going to get you a solid team. And the Mets are known so far this year for knocking Wheeler, Nola, Sandy Alcantara out by the fifth inning. And those are guys that usually go deep into games, which in the playoffs will help, especially with pitchers going on short rest and not being able to go to 115 pitches anyways. And teams' problems, whether it's the Dodgers, whether it's the Braves or the Yankees, is going to be the middle relief, certainly the Mets as well. But by knocking a starting pitcher out earlier in the game, you're going to be able to exploit 
that weakness, which is the middle of the bullpen, which I will comment on the Mets is atrocious. Whether it's, we love Seth Lugo, friend of the pod, so he's been great as their setup man. So you really, I trust the three guys would be Ottavino, although you guys have told me expect the worst in October with him. Ottavino, Lugo, and obviously Edwin Diaz, who had Timmy Trumpet there with him tonight on Tuesday. He's hoping to be there as well on Wednesday. We'll see what happens there. But the other guys like Trevor May, Steven Nagosik, Joely Rodriguez, Michael Givens, their names, they don't intimidate or scare me sort of thing. It'll be interesting to see if David Peterson or, Trevor, or Tyler McGill, my Cy Young candidate, ended up being a bullpen piece for them and being that type of bridge guy, or if a guy like Cookie Carrasco and Taiwan Walker, now in the postseason, you only need four starters. They could become a reliever, but the Mets, I think you summed it up perfectly saying they have a bunch of solid pieces. It's just how's that piece of the puzzle going to fit together in October? And obviously, if Jacob deGrom is pitching, that certainly helps. But the fifth team that's right behind the Mets that could end up taking over the NL East and forcing the Mets into a wild card would be the Atlanta Braves, who recently locked up Michael Harris as well as Austin Riley on extension. So basically, this core isn't going to go anywhere. Your thoughts on the 2022 Braves before we get into anything about the future Braves? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a very scary team. You know, they only seem to get better from last year. Um, you know, with young guys like Vaughn Grisham, Michael Harris Jr. or the third, um, it's an incredible, it's an incredible team. Um, Freed's been excellent. Um, you know, Jansen, I mean, the bullpen's shaky. We saw that on Sunday Night Baseball. The, show, the bullpen is, is a little bit iffy. Um, you know, Jansen, um, Maztec. Um, mm-hmm. it, I mean, you know, obviously we know they're going to hit. Uh, let's see how this pitching staff holds up in the playoffs. Yeah. And then obviously there are other good teams in baseball, which is the Guardians, the Cardinals. It's the Padres you could throw in there. Whoever else comes out of the ALS, the Rays, Blue Jays, Seattle. But what we're basically thinking is that these five teams are the teams that you really have to worry about as World Series contenders. There's just one other question now that we're starting September that I will throw at you. Albert Pujols is currently sitting at 694 home runs, I believe. That puts him at six off from getting to the exclusive 700 home run club, which only has Bonds. Ruth and Aaron in it right now. A-Rod fell too short, I believe. So in general, exclusive club, will Albert Pujols join it at the end of the season? No shot. Ooh. There's not a chance. He's been, unless the MLB puts like, lets him start swinging like a, a metal bat from like 2007, there's no chance he gets there before the end of the season. I mean, they really won't let him face left-handed pitching. Don't get me wrong; he's been fantastic, but I don't know. Hitting six six home runs in the month of September isn't isn't an easy task. He's at fifteen on the year. The only reason I think it's possible, and in no way am I saying that baseball is rigged or that there's something going on behind the scenes, but but you are his home run total. Yeah. His home run total has gone up tremendously i believe he was sitting around like four he's hit okay he is 15 on the season and we've played what 130 games in his last 15 games he has seven home runs so all of a sudden here at the end of the season when mlb needs to sell tickets so he's played in art so he's played so far this year in 
Cardinals. I can't find it. Let's just say 120 games. And maybe Pujols is only playing because he doesn't play against righties. The numbers that he's at 80 games. So in his first 65 games, that means he hit eight home runs. But all of a sudden, in his last 15, he's hit seven. Just saying that all of a sudden, Albert Pujols is hitting a lot more homers than he was at the beginning of the year because they need him to hit that 700 number. So it would not surprise me if he ends up getting it. Obviously, in our most recent interview with Steven Nelson, he made the bold prediction that Pujols sits at 699. And then that'll welcome up the possibilities. Well, could Albert just sign like a contract to begin next year with the Cardinals until he hits 700? But that's a discussion for another day. Unless there's anything else you want to throw in here at the end, I think we're all good to go. No, I, I do have something to add. All right, go for it. If you're, if you're a team in the playoffs and you want to beat the Yankees, just sign Mike Ford. This dude's a dog <laughs> against the Yankees. Did he just did another homer? He did just hit another homer. <laughs> I the loved one. watching him shush the Yankee dugout yesterday. Yeah, the one he ate yesterday was a majestic shot. I can't, I can't take that away from him. <laughs> All righty. Well, the definitely. Guy, yeah. The guy is a big fat loser, but he did hit a majestic home run. He did. All right. Well, make sure to check out the Side Retired Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for all our other content as well as subscribe on Apple Podcast. We have a lot of fun stuff coming out on Labor Day. I believe that's September 5th or September 6th. So you'll see what's happening there with our new schedule and everything fun there, as well as some interesting guests that will be telling their baseball stories. So for Dylan, James, and Jack, until the next time the side is retired.